Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Today's edition is powered by TD Ameritrade. When it comes to investing, each of us does it in our own, unique way. From TD Ameritrade's award-winning technology to personalized guidance, they have everything you need to invest on your terms. Visit tdameritrade.com YTDA to get started. Security news this week, an Elon Musk imposter scored $180,000 in a Twitter Bitcoin scam by Brian Barrett. Did you hear? There was an election this week. Not only does that mean the 2020 campaign has officially started, help, but also that we saw a ton of misinformation trying to affect the vote. That includes from the Secretary of State of Georgia, who accused his Democratic opponent of hacking the state's voter rolls, even though all evidence strongly suggests that's not the case. At least, though, law enforcement had a massive coordinated effort to protect the election from actual hacking. While it was mostly election coverage this week, some non-political news popped up as well. Popular drone company DJI had a vulnerability that would have allowed attackers to take over user accounts, giving them access to flight paths, photos, and more. We took a look at how to control what permissions websites can access on your computer. And we had a long, on-the-record conversation with Sue Gordon, the second-highest-ranking official at the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Also, sorry, One more voting story. You can't do it online unless you're military or live in one of a handful of states that allow it, which honestly is probably for the best. And there's more. As always, we've rounded up all the news we didn't break or cover in depth this week. A fake Elon Musk scammer scored $180,000 in one day. There's a popular Twitter scam that you may have seen, but hopefully not fallen for where imposter accounts posing as someone famous ask people for a little bit of Bitcoin, promising lots more Bitcoin in return. Tale as old as time. But a recent campaign proved more successful than others, thanks to taking the extra step of hacking into verified accounts, like those of Pantheon Books. By switching the username and profile to Elon Musk, they made it seem like it was the billionaire's verified account. They took home $180,000. Dutch cops compromise IronChat crypto app. End-to-end encrypted messaging services offer great protection against potential snoops, even if they're not invincible. If law enforcement gets your phone, for instance, 
they can still see any messages you haven't erased. But Dutch police appear to have recently managed to actually compromise the encryption of a service called IronChat, leading to the arrest of the alleged owner of the company and his partner, who have been accused of money laundering, most of which is just a good reminder that you should just be using Signal. Flaw in Crucial and Samsung SSDs Leave Encrypted Data Vulnerable Researchers this week revealed several critical issues in popular solid-state drives. Poor password setups let them be unlocked with relative ease, and Microsoft's BitBlocker encryption protection apparently did little to act as a backstop for Windows machines. The researchers derided the homegrown cryptography deployed by the affected companies, noting that open-source software tends to be safe, since it can be vetted by a wide number of parties. U.S. Cyber Command will start sharing the foreign malware it finds. Few organizations have had as much insight into exotic malware as U.S. Cyber Command, a branch of the Department of Defense. Now, instead of keeping that intel to itself, the group's Cyber National Mission Force will upload samples of foreign malware to VirusTotal, a popular malware repository. They seem to be sharing legitimately useful code already, including new details about the LoJack malware that Russia's Fancy Bear hackers recently used as part of a so-called UEFI rootkit attack. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.